Locked On Dolphins, hosted by Travis Wingfield. Your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. What's up, Dolphins? Welcome into the Monday, October the 29th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we have a different type of Monday episode for you guys with the extended week from the Thursday game. We'll preview the second half of the Dolphins 2018 season. We'll hand out some awards for the first half, take a look at Miami's playoff chances, and a whole lot more. But first, I kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. That's how the podcast gets judged. That's how we get out to more Dolphins. It helps the podcast grow and helps us keep on doing this thing. So we always appreciate your guys' help in that regard. Follow me on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at LockdownFins. And check out LockdownDolphins.com, the number one blog in the Lockdown Network. And last but not least, the other Lockdown Sports family of podcasts like the Lockdown Heat Podcast and Lockdown NFL Podcast for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. We have a busy Monday podcast for you guys. Let's go ahead and get things cranking. That's another Miami Dolphins. And first things first, off the top, thank you guys so much for the birthday wishes on Twitter and otherwise. And even though the 31st birthday, a little bit forgotten, not that important, not something that I was personally that excited about celebrating, just a good excuse to go hang out with some friends and have a good time. Nonetheless, that love is very much appreciated, and I love seeing that on Twitter, and like I said, otherwise. So thank you to all of you that wish me a very happy birthday on Sunday. And speaking of the weekend at hand, just to some personal notes here real quick, went and saw the movie Halloween this weekend. I'm a big fan of horror movies, big fan of the Halloween franchise, and I thought that movie delivered. So if you're up for that type of thing, I would highly recommend that movie. College football on Saturday was my entire day on Saturday. Did not get my ass off the couch. Won some bets. You guys heard my picks on Friday. Went 4-2 and two in those games. Tennessee and South Carolina has a touchdown taken off the board that takes the over off the board, and they don't score again in the fourth quarter. That one hurt quite a bit, but still 4-2. and two. And the freaking Washington State Cougars win in a big game against Stanford. They go to 7-1 in the season. They are now going to be ranked, I believe, 10th in the AP poll in college football. So my WSU Cougars hanging strong in there, getting back into the top 10. And maybe even run the Pac-12 table and get themselves into the playoff discussion. Maybe a little bit of wishful thinking there. Probably should try to win the Apple Cup first. But nonetheless, my college team doing much better than my NFL team. And speaking about NFL Sunday, I watched the entire slate of games today as well. And it was a nice change of pace to not have to stress out about watching the Dolphins. And I I did miss the Dolphins game overall. But it was also nice to be able to kind of keep a closer eye on other games and just enjoy football for the entire Sunday. And I really did some really good games on the day. And of course, for my own nefarious purposes... I do find it fun to watch the other teams that are struggling in the league right now because, well, you know, misery loves company. And when the Dolphins are losing games, especially two games in four days, it always eases the pain to see a Super Bowl contender like the Philadelphia Eagles or Jacksonville Jaguars struggle the way they have this year. So watching that game was fun. But also keeping an eye on the other AFC teams and seeing how they seem to struggle against NFC teams or some of the best competition in the AFC. Definitely a helping hand to the Miami Dolphins. And I know some of you guys are telling me to shut up talking about playoffs. But speaking of the playoffs and how the AFC stacks up, as we are now about halfway through the season for most of these teams, let's go ahead and break down this AFC playoff race. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about 
Playoffs? And we are talking about playoffs because even though the Miami Dolphins are sitting at 4-4, four and four, losers of four of their last five, and nobody really wants to talk about competing at this point as a Dolphins fan. It seems like more have turned their attention to the draft. And I get it. I understand both sides of the coin there where some people want to look forward to the future and the other folks want to enjoy the rest of the football season and hope the Dolphins can put things back together and do make a run at the postseason because that's the whole reason we do this whole offseason arduous stuff that takes forever to get back to this point. We want to see meaningful games, so I cannot fault you Dolphins fans for doing that either. I'm trying to drive the bus right down the middle and find out along the way what's going to happen. But just talking about the AFC in a whole right now, Kansas City at 7-1, and they're atop the conference. I assume the Patriots win tonight and go to 6-2. and The Steelers are 4-2-1, and they are the three seed the Houston Texans are five and three in the four seed and then you have the Los Angeles Chargers at five and two with that number five seed the Cincinnati Bengals hanging on tough to the six seed at five and three and then there's us and the Baltimore Ravens at four and four and that's really where this competition comes down to the Dolphins are going to have to find a way to supplant Baltimore and Cincinnati which is going to be difficult with the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Bengals but fortunately for Miami if there somehow is a three-way tie that gets involved there then I believe the head-to-head stuff goes out the window and it'll become about conference record, which right now the Bengals are 3-2 and two in the AFC, the Ravens are 4-2, and two, and the Dolphins are 3-3. Three and three. So really, if the Dolphins get a win on Sunday against the Jets, it's it puts hope back into the thing. And I just, that's my whole entire thing here. Don't give up hope just yet. I know, I know the defense has to be a lot better for any of this stuff to matter. But as bad as things have gotten recently, this team is still right in the thick of the race. And with a game on deck for the fucking Jets, you bet your ass I'm going to be focused on winning that game against the Jets this week because it's Jets week and a playoff spot is still on the line. The Jets looked like absolute garbage against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Got ran up and down the field on them. The score looked close in the end, but their offense couldn't do a damn thing. And now they're going to bring Sam Darnold back down to South Florida where he struggled against this Dolphins defense back in week two. So maybe this is a chance for them to to get right, get things going, maybe limp into that bye week with these injuries, get some more guys back, maybe get the quarterback back. Who knows what's going on with Ryan Tannehill? Everything seems to be up in the air with Ryan Tannehill at this point, but the message is clear. Beat the Jets, go to 5-4, and four, get the fan base excited again, and let's start talking about W's and not looking forward to a draft that's still eight months away. All right, Travis Wingfield with you guys here, Locked On Dolphins podcast on the Monday, October the 29th show. And we are going to touch on that Jets game next, as well as the rest of the Miami Dolphins schedule. But first, a word from my bookie. And you guys hear the podcast on Friday when I give out my college picks for the upcoming Saturday, as well as talk about NFL games I like. And the truth is, even though I don't always know who's going to win the games, I do tell everyone that asks me who I bet through to check out my bookie because it's not about who you're betting on, it's who you're betting through. And that's why my bookie is the best bet you'll make all season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie where you win they pay they have in-game live betting over unders on fantasy point score and the most rewarding player perks in the business and since my bookie is currently slammed with new betters and wants to give everybody the best possible customer service if you're willing to deposit your money after 7 p.m eastern time they'll give you an additional 25 dollars free play on deposits over 100 dollars Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar when using promo code locked on one word locked on to activate that offer. 
Visit MyBookie online today, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to claim up to $1,000 in free play money. And hold out until after 7 p.m. and get that extra $25 free play by using promo code LOCKEDON25. Simply add 25 to the end of LOCKEDON, one word, for a free $25 play. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie. The B Block, the second segment of the October 29th Monday podcast on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Travis Wingfield at Wingfield NFL with you guys as always here on the podcast talking all things Miami Dolphins. And right now we're going to preview the second half of the season as we are eight weeks into the season already. It feels like just yesterday I was giving you guys updates from training camp and talking about what the team was doing in practice. And now here we are eight weeks in four and four, like none of it ever happened, all the highs in the world, all the lows in the world. And now the season appears to be coming to an end for so many Dolphins fans, but that's not going to be the case in the podcast. Like I said, we'll have you guys covered every week, but right now with the extra day I had on the podcast this week, actually two extra days, because I don't think the aftermath stuff really holds true for the Thursday game here on the Monday and Tuesday podcast. I prefer just to move on and talk about the upcoming games and maybe this team and this season and this organization as a whole. And let's go ahead and do that right now, talking about their upcoming games the rest of the way, starting on Sunday against the New York Jets. And I think this Jets team is the team I've talked about all year long. It's going to have the peaks and the valleys with Sam Darnold, the highs and the lows. I think they're going to find another low here on the road. Darnold has struggled big time on the road this season so far. I think the Dolphins have a chance to get this W as long as they can hold the Jets running game back a little bit. But that game, the Dolphins should have a great chance to win. The following week, we're at the Green Bay Packers. That game looks really rough because Aaron Rodgers is playing fantastic as he always does. That Green Bay passing game is good. They have the running game going now, it seems like. And the defense against the Rams on Sunday was fantastic. That's going to be a very tough game to get away from with a win. I think they probably lose that one as well. And then the bye week coming back for the Colts, which all of a sudden looks like a tough game because Andrew Luck is playing really, really well. And these good quarterbacks against Miami tend to go off. They have limited weapons on the offense. Their defense isn't great, but the Dolphins on the road, that's a struggle. So that game will be tough and even tougher than we thought it would be originally. And again, the Dolphins are going to have to definitely win if they want to find the way into the playoff picture against a 2-5 and five Colts team. And then the Bills and Patriots at home there, they definitely have to beat the Bills in that game. And I think they probably will. That Buffalo offense is absolutely anemic and cannot do anything even against this struggling Miami defense. The Patriots the next week, look, I, I know the Patriots outmatch us in every way it seems like at this point of the year, but I'm never going to pick against the Dolphins in those late season New England Patriot games because they always seem to find a way to win so that could be one they do steal down there in Miami and then it's back on the road again for a very good team who just lost to the New Orleans Saints tonight but looks very good on both sides of the ball those receivers I feel like will pretty much get everything they want against this Miami defense. So at the Minnesota Vikings, one of the toughest games of the year on the schedule for the Dolphins, in my opinion. And then it's back home for a Jacksonville team who has all the struggles in the world right now. Their quarterback is terrible. Their defense is not as good as we had thought it was originally. That's a game Miami could pick up if they play one of their better games of the season at home against Jacksonville. Then it's on the road for the Buffalo Bills. And that game's going to come down to really where the Dolphins' season is at. I think if they have a chance to get into the playoffs, they'll find a way to win that game. If they don't, I think it'll be one of those going to Buffalo to kind of just put the season on ice and get ready for the offseason. And guys maybe not really putting in their best foot forward the whole week of practice or even on the game on Sunday. So those games are tough to pick. But going over the Dolphins' schedule, the final eight games here, my basic model and thinking for this season, the way it's going to go the rest of the way, is the Dolphins are going to beat 
teams that don't have top-level quarterbacks or even good quarterbacks at home, they'll win those games, which means the Jets, which means the Bills, which means possibly the Jags. So that's three games I could pick up right there. And then as far as going on the road, those are going to be tough games at all times just because the Dolphins don't travel very well. But the games against the good quarterbacks on the road will be tough. That's why I think they could lose to the Colts at Indianapolis, which at the beginning of the season would have seemed like a crazy thought. But all things told, I think the Dolphins do exactly what they did in the first half of the season. Some highs, some lows. They went four out of the eight. I think they find themselves right down in the middle at eight and eight with another very disappointing season for Dolphins fans who looked forward to this season more so than most, I think because of the way last year went. So even winning eight games probably wouldn't feel all that much better than the six games they won last year. But just looking at the schedule, looking at the dates, and looking at these eight games coming up, it's crazy how fast this stuff comes and goes. Like I said, seems like just yesterday we were talking about training camp, and now here I am looking at the final eight games, and it seems like it's going to just completely fly by. And speaking of the final eight games and what I expect to see going forward, like I mentioned, struggle with good quarterbacks and road games. That seems to be most of the games going forward. And things I do expect, one of those is Ryan Tannehill back and playing. And I think if he does come back and play, he'll be decent at worst. And I probably think he'll play pretty well just because he tends to do that when the deck is stacked against him. I think he's going to want to make the Dolphins' decision a little bit harder, at least going forward, to not bail on him. I I do think we'll see more expanded roles from the guys that we fancy both on this podcast and just Dolphins fans in general. It happens every single year. Some of the better players get hidden on the bench and then break out towards the second half. So I'm hoping to see more Jakeem Grant, more Kenyon Drake. And I do want to see more Kalen Balage as Frank Gore tends to kind of wind down his career here towards the end of the season. If games become more meaningless, I definitely want to see more Kalen Balage going forward. And the main hope really is that Matt Burke gets his defense kind of figured out and finds a way to get the correct personnel employed on the defense. It seems like every year there are issues with this type of thing. So I want to see if this coaching staff can kind of correct some of those errors going forward. And then the last thing I think we'll see, and this kind of ties together a second segment talking about potential trades. I do think they're going to find a way to move Devontae Parker by Tuesday's deadline. And maybe by the time you guys hear this podcast on Monday, they could have him moved. But I think they'll get a pick for him and take advantage of his good showing on Thursday night and find a way to move on. And I just fully believe that Adam Gaze will find a way to get out of that situation and do what he's always done and move on from players that have caused problems for him, whether it's a good thing or not, who knows at this point, but I do think that's what will happen. And then other trade ideas I have seen thrown around there on Twitter. I do think the Dolphins will be in the mix because the league has just gone to this new trade happy type of league where it's realistic to move players, move picks, move all types of things at the trade deadline and throughout the course of the year. I think the Dolphins will be in on maybe a cornerback, maybe a defensive lineman. It's really hard to figure this team out for a buyer or a seller because, I mean, if it were me, I'd probably be selling for draft picks, but we know that has not been the main objective under this regime. I think they'll have a chance to go out and make some moves and bring some other guys in. We'll see if it happens or not. But whether it does or does not happen, we'll have you guys covered here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, as always. And a couple more of these trade ideas I see that keep getting floated out there, or or maybe just the fact that a certain player joins the discussion after a certain point. And what becomes strange to me is how every time one of these players plays so poorly that his current team is likely done with him and maybe we'll start thinking about moving on from that player. The Dolphins fans seem to always want to jump at the idea of bringing that player in. It's just really weird to me. Like Des Bryant, for instance, cannot play football, but we have to hear about that one all the time. And now I see Jameis Winston brought up after a four interception performance where he was dreadful. The same mistakes continue over and over again. I bet, I I bet you that we'd see the exact same thing for Ryan Tannehill. If he were on another team, the Dolphins would be saying, hey, could we get Ryan Tannehill? How much would he cost? So it's funny, a huge no to Jameis. I'm still a no 
on Derek Carr, even though I thought he played pretty well against the Colts in that game on Sunday. This week should be a lot of fun from that trade perspective. I expect to see plenty of moves across the league because that's just what the league does these days. And we'll have you covered on all that stuff all week on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. And next on the podcast here, we're going to hand out some awards for the first half of the Miami Dolphins season. And we'll get to that here in a minute on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast at Wingful NFL at Lockdown Fins. Eight games in the books, four and four record, not the start we were hoping for. Although maybe some of you were thinking 4-4 four and four would be a best-case scenario. I had other ambitions. My preseason game-by-game predictions thread or column on LockedOnDolphins.com had Miami at 5-3 and three at this point of the season. The one game I got wrong from that was the Detroit Lions game at home. Did not expect to see them come out and run the football all over the Dolphins. So 4-4 four and four for me, a slight disappointment, especially with all the things we have going forward. But as far as awards go, I wanted to hand out a few awards here for the first eight games for this Miami Dolphins team and kind of look at some of the positives this team has put forth. And the MVP of the team so far through eight games, for my money, even though he's out the rest of the year, was Albert Wilson. The way he turned some of those short catches into big gains. They don't win that Chicago game without Albert Wilson. They might not win the Jets game without him. He was a dynamo Big play, playmaker, huge gain threat, touchdown from anywhere on the field type of player. And it was fun to watch him. I think he really put this offense in a position to win more games than they would have otherwise. So Albert Wilson for the first half of the season is the team MVP. Offensive player of the year, just because I can't give it to Wilson, is Laramie Tunzel. He has been absolutely lights out, locked down at left tackle. Looks like we hit a home run with that draft pick. Defensive player of the year, Xavier Howard gets it over Rashad Jones because Rashad missed the two games. Howard has more picks and has done a fantastic job on some very good receivers in this league. So Xavier Howard, defensive player of the year. The rookie of the year, pretty easy one there. You could say Jason Sanders, but I'm not going to do that because Minka Fitzpatrick has been everything as advertised. I just hope we see more snaps from him going forward. And my pleasant surprise of the year has been Frank Gore. You guys know I was not too excited about that. That signing, I thought maybe it was a block of Kalen Balaj on the roster. Didn't think he would give you a whole lot, but he has looked fantastic for the Dolphins. And the biggest disappointment for the season so far, I don't know how you go anywhere besides Devontae Parker and the way that whole situation unfolded. And then to come out on Thursday after the agent comments and have a huge game, it's just the whole thing seems to be a mess. I wish they could have gotten more from him in his you know entire Dolphins tenure, but I don't think it's ever going to work out here. So that just continues to be a disappointment year and year again. And on the subject of disappointments, I think this season as a whole has just been a disappointment because of those injuries and the gloomy outlook at 4-4 four and four that we have. I expected this team to kind of make a surge in the second half of the season, but now it seems to be fizzling a bit and it's difficult to take on all those injuries at key spots. Every team gets injuries, but the amount of starters and key producers on this team that they have lost has just really killed the team's outlook going forward. So I do expect this defense to get buttoned up at least a little bit. I mean, it's hard to go backwards from here at this point. I think the offense will come along a little bit, not at the rate that I or we were hoping for as Dolphins fans. I mentioned the record earlier. I think this team will continue to frustrate with inconsistencies at home and road splits. Probably another eight win type of year and back on the middle of the road hamster wheel that we have become all too familiar with for the last decade now between six and 10 wins, the absolute middle of the NFL. But if some things get back on track, who knows? This AFC is wide open for that sixth and final wild card spot. You just never know. And it all begins on Sunday with a game against the New York Jets at home. I hope the Dolphins fans show out for that one. 
and that will actually be the final home game before yours truly comes down for a game in Miami. Back-to-back home games against the Bills and Patriots. I will be there live in attendance at Hard Rock Stadium. We'll get you previewed for those games, as well as the Jets game later on in the week. We'll have the crossover podcast for you guys, but as for now, that is my time. I am still kicking around ideas for the podcast for Tuesday for tomorrow for you guys, but back on Wednesday, it'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming with the Crossover Podcast with the New York Jets, John Butchko. But as for today's podcast, that's going to do it for me. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at WinkleNFL. Follow the show at LockdownFins. Keep up to date on our Daily Dolphins blog over at LockdownDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.